All right, guys. Welcome to First Round Stoppage Podcast brought to you by the Daily Strike Media Group. Um, I'm here with the one and only Daniel Darling, one of my good friends. I'm really excited to talk to him about this upcoming fight. He's got a fight lined up for March 23rd, Fight Night Fury. It's going to be a night of Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu grappling. We're really excited to see this combination and this uh, these two arts come together. But today we're going to talk to Danny a little bit about his fight coming up. Uh, he is the darling. This is like one of my good friends, so we're going to go on and on about his fight coming up and, and some of the things he's doing to prepare and everything. I want to introduce Danny Darling. He's been doing Muay Thai for about two and a half years here at Counter-Strike. He has some background in it. He's going to tell you a little bit more about what got him started. So so what, what's what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Nice to be here, man. Awesome, dude. So tell us about your background. What, what got you into Muay Thai? What started this all? Um, I mean, like, I've always been interested in martial arts, movies, and stuff like that. But uh, Bruce Lee? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, gotcha. stuff like that, Enter the Dragon. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um specifically what got me into Muay Thai was Ang Bak. Okay, I've never heard of that. Um but once I got in college I started doing a little bit of kickboxing. I met a guy that was an MMA fighter. I believe he still trains actually. Oh, okay. Uh Dave something, I forget his last Neary? name. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um So that was your inspiration. Yeah, but so I would uh, I would train with him and then he and uh, a couple of his buddies actually got a uh, formal club started at the university. Uh, where people can go train. Dope. So cool. it was pretty informal. But and that's where did where you I go again? School. Uh, Illinois State. Oh, nice. Cool. My girlfriend went there. Yeah. I know her. Actually, she said. Well, I think she said she I was knows say, you. I remember <laughs> you telling me a story about her knowing me, but from high school. Small world, man. But yeah, maybe it was college. Yeah, you never mm-hmm. know. So that's where you started, was at ISU? Yeah. Cool. cool. So what, did they have like a training program of it, affiliated with the school there? Or uh, it, it was just very informal at first. Eventually okay. they got enough people where they were able to get it affiliated with the school. It's called the uh, Redbird Gloves now. Oh, nice. Is it Muay Thai, like strictly Muay No, Thai? I, I think it's more just, uh, I mean, I don't know what it is now. Yeah. Uh, when it was us, it was like we do a little bit of grappling. We would oh. do a little bit of like kickboxing, a little bit of Muay Thai, a lot of bag work. Yeah. Uh, so it was just kind of all very, over the place. Yeah, just first. very informal. Yeah, gotcha. You didn't like train specific disciplines. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And then you found Counter-Strike. What happened there, man? How'd you find this um, place? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking well, disaster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How'd you find Counter-Strike? Um, well, once I moved back home after college, my parents are not about this life. Mm. So I didn't want to be trained when I was living at home. As soon as I moved up here to, to the Downers Grove area, I just Googled, you know, Same MMA gyms near me. I tried a few and out, and I was like, "This one this stuck. Is, this this one, one worked out yeah. for me." I think it was just the instruction. I went into some other gyms, and I'm a wrestler, so I went into the wrestling class to see what that's like. And you got guys who are doing MMA or or even like Muay Thai and striking, and they're teaching the the wrestling class. Like they don't even know how to do a double leg properly. I'm like, no, that's wrong. What are you doing? You know? And so I'm like, no, that's not the gym I want to go at. So I'd go to another one, same thing. Or even just like the people, like they would, they would combine the arts. I feel like a lot of these gyms. I I mean, you you can always tell good instruction and especially what's good for you. Uh, Yeah. You know know where you fit in. Yep. Depends on the person at the end of the day. But it's always good to, you know, get out there and see the exposure, see what you like, see what you're into. So Counter-Strike felt like home. It it was a good environment for me. Cool. I mean, you've been training here just about as long as I have. I think we actually kind of started around the same time. Yeah, I believe it was summer of 2017, I believe, is when I started Okay, so I was actually training a little before you started. Yeah, you were definitely here before me. Yeah. How do you like your training at Counter-Strike? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's getting you ready for this fight coming up, so that's the main <laughs> yeah. that's the main objective. Let's talk a little bit more about that. You're cutting weight this time. Last fight you fought, what was that date on the last fight? 
Um, it was last November year, November 10th. Awesome. November 10th. And that was an awesome showing, dude. You kicked ass that fight. Yeah, it was fun. That was a guy from MTC. What was his name? Um, Brandon Lean. Brandon Lean. Yeah, I remember showing yeah. up to that fight, buying a ticket, sitting down, grabbing a beer, and then my buddy Justin Loverich from MTC. So, oh, hey, who's fighting? Who you, who you here to watch? I'm like, oh, Danny Darling. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like that's the guy that that's the guy I'm training. That's his opponent. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's make a bet. So we made a bet, and you won. So thank you. I'm saying you lost some money. <laughs> no, I won. I won. I won. No, it was good. It was good. It was a good showing. It was a good first debut of your skills, man. I mean, you were able to get out no, there. No, it was a good time. Show off what you're made off made of, essentially. How'd you feel about that first fight? Um, that one was a weight class that you know I think is a little heavy for me. Uh, especially towards the end of like right at the end of that uh, fight camp yeah. the last week they moved it up to 155 oh i didn't be, know that it was supposed oh, to be wow. at 150 that tuesday i found out that they had rescheduled it for 155 so what'd you do did you go and home and no, just start carving up or what and, and no one told me right oh. no so I, I think i was walking around maybe like 158 when i found out Oh, man. And I was just like, all right, um, I'm not fighting at 155. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> um, and then uh, my coach called the, the matchmaker and everything, and then they eventually negotiated 153, okay. and I still weighed in at 150. Oh, just wow. to prove a point. Hey, okay, why not? If you can, why not? Right? Yeah. No. And, so, and I mean, at the end of the day, it kind of shows that you can go that extra mile too, if you wanted to. Cut yeah. So, one. so 145, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a terrible cut for me. I think that's more where I should be fighting. Yeah. What's your weight at right now? Right now? One month and 10 days out. Uh, like 162 oh, God. 20 pounds? Yeah. That's going to be tough. It's not. I'll be good. I know how you do it. <laughs> so let's talk about your weight cut. How you doing that, man? How you? What are you doing to cut weight? What are you doing training-wise to incorporate like food into it and all that jazz? What, what's going on with that? I mean, I, I always eat pretty clean. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, definitely just got all the garbage out of my diet. You're actually No alcohol, no bread like carbs, you know no yeah. no shit carbs yep. i don't think all carbs are created equal i of think course. there are good carbs out there yep. so i still incorporate those in my diet but it's mostly fat protein right now nice uh fasting yeah you got me day. into that man i, 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 told, I never I've even knew about this that. i never a, knew a about lot of people fasting, fasting before until i met danny darling and he's over here oh it's 16 hour fast yeah, i haven't eaten for 60 i'm like what this is absurd but then i tried it and oh my god it's awesome you, you notice the difference i right? feel way yeah i feel amazing no I, i'm one of those people that can't work out on a full stomach yep, like I, i've got to feel light i've got to feel you know ready to go and i can't go out on a run if i eat i just feel heavy i feel bloated absolutely i, mean, it, even, I just feel slow yeah even just training live and in, in general like what i noticed before i started fasting was that like you're you're when you're like really going hard and you're exhausting yourself the first thing that goes in your body is your digestive system yeah so like your brain all the oxygen is just trying to get to your brain like it's trying to survival mode so i would get really bad acid reflux and if i ate before a class or something i would be like gagging on my on no, I, I never yeah i never got any of that i just felt heavy and horrible. slow but then as sluggish. soon as i started fasting and stopped eating before training and stuff like that holy shit night and day game changer right? oh huge huge and i mean like i said in general i feel like it fits my schedule better like i just don't eat during the day in, well yeah i mean i've never been a breakfast person yeah me too yeah and so like once i started learning about intermittent fasting and everything i was like this is definitely going to work for me yeah now would you say that that's part of the way you cut your cut weight for these fights um, yeah, I mean, I always fast, just, yeah. you know, daily. But like I said, once I, I've got the fight camp going, I just clean up the diet yeah. and, and the weight just sheds off. Absolutely. So, so I mean, you still incorporate as part of the weight cut, but it's like a daily thing anyway. Yeah. So it's just part yeah, of Yeah, I just kind of switch up the schedule, it's eating times and what I'm eating at different times. Yeah. So, so like I, towards the end or towards coming up to the fight, you know, approaching that fight, 
say what water cuts the biggest thing at the end yeah i'd say the water cuts really the only the the big thing at the end but uh as far as getting the actual weight down um you know within the next few weeks i'll probably be walking around low 150s and you know and i'll probably hover around there yeah just stay consistent with it try not to create any bad habits in between there exactly (laughs) right right? yeah don't get too hungry just to avoid those. the munchies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Uh, so as far as the weight cut, you got that down pretty much. You are cutting five pounds more than you did last fight, so it's a little bit of a change-up, but like you yeah. said, you're prepared for well, it. Well, I've, I've hit 145 a couple times okay. in the past, gotcha. so I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that me lean is going to be you know low 150s absolutely you know and so getting my actual weight down to 145 without losing too much muscle that's just not going to happen what does that say about your performance at 145 like what how do you perform are you you we'll find out we'll find out you said you have been at 145 yeah but i haven't fought at 145 i've just done that for how do you feel training at 145 in general i feel great yeah my runs are amazing you know every pound i lose i just get faster and faster and faster so the later I am, the more I run, the further I run, and the better I run. Yeah, I and then the like less stress sense. on my joints. Yep. So it all works out. Yeah, you're lean. You're in shape. You know, you got when you got that extra weight on you, it just it shows. Definitely, uh, and you, you feel, can it. feel it. Yeah, and you definitely absolutely. feel it. All right. So as far as the weight cut goes, you pretty much got that on lock. You're no, there's no worries. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about Good. it. Uh, I guess the next thing is training. What are you doing in the gym? You know, you come. In, what are you here at Counter Strike six days a week? More than that? Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah. No rest, huh? Because you no. run a ton of miles. Daniel Darling runs more than Forrest Gump. I swear to God. This guy's an, an animal. I, I run more miles than I put on my car on a daily basis. Oh, my God. That makes me want to throw up. It's a short commute to work. So Why don't you just run to work every day? Yeah, I got to carry my gym bag and stuff, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll, make biking. It, that'll make it more challenging, though. <laughs> Shit, put some weight on it. Why not? You can be, get a little more explosive, you know? Yeah. No, that's uh, explosivity is something I'm so working on. So uh, how many miles do you run a week? A week? A week. God, this is going to blow my mind. Already well, know. actually, uh, my, my trainer, Ray, made me cut back my miles. Good. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> it's going to save him. Um, just for this fight, though. I mean, after the fight, I'm going to yeah. ramp it up again. Overtraining but, I mean, is a thing, you know. It hasn't seemed to affect me so far. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah, but you're not. You, I mean, I guess. Were you running that much before your fight last time in November? Um, in November... No, you, you I, I, actually, I, had, I had broken my foot and I had. Oh, uh, that's right. And yeah. I was having some hip issues, so I actually I didn't that. run for about two weeks. Good man, and that, that was that you. was killer. And you won, you won that fight. Yeah, with with three weeks of training. Just saying, man. Just saying, it's running, man. So maybe it's the running. <laughs> but I mean, miles per week right now, I'm probably anywhere between forty and fifty. Wow, fifty miles um, a week. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so two days. Two days, yeah. Yeah, lunch runs or morning runs before work, and then I'll run before coming to Counter-Strike. Or I'll come to Counter-Strike, drop off my gear, and then go out and run neighborhoods. What do you usually do? Do you usually, like, run before you train or vice versa? Yeah, no, I usually run before I train or before I lift just to get the heart rate going, get warmed up, you know, loosen up and everything. Um, But I also just don't feel like myself if I don't run. Yeah. You know. No, you're one of the first guys here at the gym every day. Yeah, I open up. Yeah, Yeah. open up. You get this place running, and then you hit the road. You run for a few. What? How many miles? You would you say you run before class? Uh, Before class, I'll probably get in about six or seven. Damn. Depending what time I get here. God. If I get here at five, class starts at six. I'll usually get in about seven. And that's where the fifty miles a week comes in, basically. Yeah, and then seven, if, you seven know, outside of fight camp, when I'm not spending all my time doing Muay Thai, yeah. I, I doing hundred, hundred and twenty mile weeks. 
So now that you're prepping for this fight, you're getting ready for March 23rd. How have you changed that? Have you, you obviously slowed down the running? I, I've, How much? I've slowed down on the running. I've been doing a lot more pad work. Okay. Uh, you know, here with the guys, with Alex and Cole, both of them are fighting. So. Yep. Just had them on the podcast yeah. as well. It, it's good having uh, having training buddies here at the gym. For yeah. my last fight, I was the only one fighting, so I was driving all over the place looking for training partners. Yep. So it definitely helps having someone local that you can work with. Yeah, I was just talking to Alex about that. He has a good friend, Emmanuel, who trains with him, and he's like, that's like key to have someone there to like hold well, pads yeah, for some, you, selflessly train with you too. Sometimes you, know? you need that. Sometimes Absolutely. you need a buddy to, to make you you know go to the gym, You know, yeah. get your ass out here. Absolutely. I mean, you don't have that problem though. No, I just show up. Yeah, you just show up here, man. He's here on a Sunday at 1 o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. Everyone else is out partying. This guy's training, I always got that. Uh, I got that what-if mentality, you know? Yeah, that's what, good. What if I did this? What, you know, just show up. If I show up at the gym and I do a 50% workout, that's better than 0% workout. Absolutely, That's 100%. better than sitting on the couch watching TV, you know? So it's something's better than nothing. That's kind of my mentality. That's a good mentality, especially going into a fight, man. And then, one, you know, once I get here, as soon as I start going... I get going. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's the same thing with running. You know, I'll be like, hey, I got to run 20 miles on Saturday. I'll wake up. I don't want to run 20 miles. <laughs> of course Especially not. right now. On a all, Saturday. With, with all the snow, with oh, all yeah. the rain, all the oh, ice. Oh, I see your Snapchat, dude. You're out there <laughs> running in the blizzard, in the Because I, I lie to myself. I yeah. tell myself, you know, I'll only go do five miles today. Five miles is still a good run, right? Yeah. As soon as I'm two miles in, I'm finishing that fucking 20 miles. <laughs> <laughs> 20 miles on a Saturday. That's ridiculous, man. Those are the only days I get long runs. Saturdays yeah. and Sundays are my long run Because you need a lot of time for something LSD like days. Oh, okay. What does that stand for? Long, slow distance. Oh. Well, I just like right, telling yeah. people I'm going to have an LSD day. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound productive at all. It sounds like you're just going to get high as fuck. slow distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's good. That's a good way of, of thinking about it, though. You're lying to yourself. And yeah, just, just once you're brain, out there, man. it's like you're done. You're once like, you're out there, you might as well finish it. You're committed. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about a little bit of politics going on around here, though. Oh, God. <laughs> I, know you, I know you're excited about yeah. this. I mean, I, I don't want to say too much about it. I don't want to say anything that'll get me in trouble. No, right. I mean, hey, this Salo. is an open forum, man. Rick Salo's amazing. Let's just give him I a love shot. The guy. Let's yeah. give him a shot. No, I love the guy. Definitely knows his shit. Absolutely. You know, my favorite Muay Thai instructor that I've met or had, you know. Unfortunately, he, he's though. got He's got a, yeah, unfortunately, he's got a very uh, old school training oh, style yeah. that yeah. doesn't really gel with everybody. He gels with me. I love it. I, I sometimes need that. You know, I need somebody kicking my ass. I need somebody telling me I'm, I'm fucking up. Yep. I think um, it's gels with anyone who's getting ready to fight. You know, I, I don't want to be surrounded by those people that, oh, you're going to win this. Yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. win this. You're going to, because. Yes, men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't want to be surrounded by that. I want to be surrounded by people that challenge me and push me to be better. And so I'm, how, I'm not saying that Ray doesn't do that. Of course, yeah. But, you know, it's just a different style with Rick sometimes. Definitely. Sometimes yeah, he's definitely more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you need the aggression. But, yeah, I mean, that must have been kind of a ticket's toll on your training, having that happen. Rick's no but longer it, with yeah, the Yeah, definitely threw a monkey wrench yeah. six weeks out, you know. Yep. Everything was up in the air. What are we going to do with this? What yeah. are we going to do with oh, that? Oh, I remember you texting me off the chain, man. I was like, dude, God, this guy won't stop texting me. <laughs> what am I going to do with this fight? Who am I going to train with? What happened? What happened? Yeah, dude, it's, it, yeah. I had a lot of questions that weren't getting answered. Absolutely. I see that, that being a huge but, issue. I feel like that's the reason why this has been built up, and there's even politics behind this in general because absolutely. there's that miscommunication. Nobody's knows what's really going well, on and yeah and, and that's the thing i mean i, I get um and, and you know now I'm, I'm out of the sparring group which uh that rick had set up yeah with yeah. A, with a few other gyms that's huge for your training but yeah and it was it's a huge loss to my training absolutely but it, it's uh it's a decision that i understand yeah 
and and I get that it's not coming from a place of hate towards me. Yeah, it's just it, it's politics. You know, he's no longer affiliated with Counter Strike. Yep, can't be affiliated uh, with interfering with another gym's flight camp. No, you know, it makes perfect things sense. like that. So I understand it. It just sucks for me. Yeah, I was talking and, to, and Cole and and, and yeah. Alex as well. I was talking to Cole about it a little bit more in detail, and I think that the politics is going to fade. I think it's I, I so, so fresh right I now. Hope so. I think there's a lot of miscommunication, so like not everybody's being honest with each other. So there's like this up in the air about the whole situation where that's kind of why I feel like there doesn't have to be this disconnect. I feel like, exactly. Yeah, but no, there is and because that's of exactly the how I feel about it. It's just, um, you know, I, I wish things were different. Yeah. I wish that I could still fight under, uh, Rick and under Ray. Yep, both of them. Know? I mean, they're both great but instructors. Both of, yeah. Both of them are great instructors. Yeah. You know, Ray's got his own style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick's got his own style. Um, but I mean, I don't want to get too, too much into it because yeah. I don't want to say something I'm going to regret, of but course. I mean, I love both of them. Shout out to Rick. You know, I wish he was still my trainer because yep. that, that's how I feel about it. You know, he got fired from the gym, mm-hmm. but I've been training with him for two and a half years. Yeah. I didn't fire him as my coach. That's how you started. I, I still, I, I still see him as, as my coach, you yep. know? Absolutely. And that's nothing, there's and, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're going to li- hear him in your ear at night of the fight. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like the stuff that he taught you, the shit that he instilled on you, you're definitely going to hear that. In, no, in, I, I mean, I, I still hear it in my training. You yep. know, he's, he's still in my head. Awesome. Well, shout out to Rick Salo. He's a great trainer. He's a great instructor. It's too bad it didn't work out here at Counter-Strike, but there's still so much future potential and stuff in this in this fight world in general. So I, don't, I think everything's going to work itself out at the end of the day. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So um, besides the training regimen, besides your fasting and, and getting ready for your weight cut and all that stuff, what else are you doing, man? Are you doing anything different? Like, what's your training like? Are you slow, tapering down at this point? Are you no? I'm, it I'm, up? I'm ramping everything up yeah? right now. Okay. Um, the intensity of my runs, the intensity of the pad drills, the Absolutely. duration of, of you know how long I'm training. Yep. I'm here at the gym. I get here at five. I get home nine thirty, ten o'clock sometimes. That's when you eat. Right. And, then, and then that's when I got to cook and I got to eat and I got to go to bed yep. eventually yeah, at absolutely. three in the morning. <laughs> so you also have insomnia. <laughs> yeah, I, I sleep about four hours a night. God, I don't know how you do this. See, that's dangerous, though, man, especially if you're preparing for a fight. It is, that's not by design. That's not yeah. by choice or yeah. design. You know, that's just that's just how I've are. always been. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't feel like that interferes it's with anything. N- not now I'm just being productive with that time mm-hmm. that I'm uh you know, awake instead of playing video games or whatever. You're hydrating, uh, eating. Uh, I'm just being productive feeling. with it. You Wa- know. Do you watch a lot of Muay Thai videos and stuff like that? Oh uh, yeah. Is that what helps you prepare as well? Yeah, I, I see what you know what other people are doing, what the, what's going on at the professional level. I watch those fights, try to analyze them as best I can. Yeah, yeah uh, try to learn some new techniques and everything. So you don't want to learn too many new techniques though. Before oh yeah, the fight, absolutely right? not. You don't yeah, want to yeah. try throwing something that you're not comfortable throwing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Test but, it out maybe, but if it's not jiving well, then just throw it to the back burner, wait till the fight's over. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to try throwing anything fancy or any, anything new yeah. in my fight, nothing that I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah. You know, if, if I can't, if I don't know I can land it, I'm not going to throw it. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's a smart way to go about it. Yeah. I feel like that's with every martial art, any sport in general. There's a game plan. Stick to the game plan. And if you know you can showboat, go for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not that type of guy. Yeah, and <laughs> this is new, man. You could just like amateur fight. It's not like you're, yeah. uh, you know, you, it's not like you're Anderson Silva. I'm, I'm, going still, out I'm there. still putting on a show, but it's <laughs> for a much smaller audience. Yes, yeah, so of course. And hopefully that audience is going to grow hopefully. with stuff like this. We're hyping it up. We're getting people excited about it. Or people are meeting you before you even get in the ring, you know, like yeah. they're learning about you. So I I think this is going to definitely um, ramp things up for your audience in general and get people to know who you are a little bit more as well. But let's talk about your opponent, Avery. What about him? Avery <laughs> White. 
He's got what a record of one and zero or well, two and zero technically, right? T- technically two and zero, or he's two and zero. But if you want to get technical about it, he's one and zero for Muay Thai. A, but yeah. he is an MMA fighter. Yeah, so was he, it amateur? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, I believe so. I mean, you know, to my knowledge, it was amateur. What kind of research have you done on this guy? Um, literally, that's about it. There's two YouTube videos out there. Uh, I took a peek at him. Yeah. Um, I, I know Ray's looking more more at him than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, course. And we're, we're you know we're coming up with strategies on how to how to defend his style. Yeah. My my consensus on on looking up your opponents and stuff like that. Like I think it's good. Maybe more better for Ray to be doing though. To be yeah. honest. So that no, way. I, can, I mean, I don't want to get too much in my own no. head about it. Yeah. I think that's like a lot of people's mistake. Like sometimes even for me when I do grappling tournaments and stuff like that, I'll look up the guy I'm going up against. I'll look at video, look at videos and whatnot, and it just, I just get well. In my own I mean, head. Uh, you know, for for jujitsu, let's say his favorite move is the armbar. Yeah, you know you're you're looking for that, but hey, guess what? In the like in, in the three months since that last <laughs> yeah. fight, he switched he's been, it up. He's been working on his triangles yeah. or whatever. You know? I think even just nerves, it makes you more nervous knowing what you're going into. It doesn't matter who you're facing. Yeah, no, it definitely makes my wife nervous. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> especially oh, wait, I'm an MMA fighter. He's gotten an octagon. It's a little different. Yeah, no, it's definitely kind of different for her. And she's like, oh, can we can we talk, change the subject? Yeah. Can we talk about something else now? Yeah, I'm like, sorry, she's gonna be there, right? Um, yeah. Okay, good, yeah. good. She's gonna she's gonna be like covering her eyes the whole time. Yeah. Or oh, I mean, I mean, last time she was hiding behind a couple of friends. Yeah, bars, <laughs> I think I remember that. Uh, peeking around every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. So it makes um, her nervous to see you out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I understand it. You know, she's just worried about my well-being and everything. Yeah, but of course, it's controlled I have utter though. Belief in myself. Yeah, it's it's controlled for the most part, and there's a there's, there's an ambulance no clear nearby, so and, and, and she's a nurse. Needs, so yeah, if anything you happens, you know, I, I'm taken care of. She's there on the spot, give you CPR straight up, mouth to mouth. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So you're really excited about this fight? Yeah, no, I d- definitely am. I've uh, been looking forward to it. Good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've you've known about this for two months now, right? Uh, I've known a about the event for for a while. You just um, didn't know you're fighting on this card yeah, yet. Um, I was told I was fighting on my card, and then you know, politics politics happened, happened <laughs> and then it was all up in the air. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, I still acted like I was training for the fight. Yeah. I mean, you're always ready, essentially. Always. You're training so much, so it's like you're prepared. You just got to, you know, when, know when to slow down a little bit, know when to amp it up a little bit, create a game plan, talk to your exactly. coaches more, communicate yeah. with your coaches more and stuff and like I that. And, I mean, now that I've got an opponent, it, it makes it real Yep. almost. And, um, yeah, it's time to get serious. Yeah. Now, now that it's real, you know, strict diet, no cheat days, um, no, no skipping workouts. Absolutely. You know, you, even if I'm under the weather, you know, you got to get it done. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes that makes you feel better at the end of the day, to be honest. That, yeah. that you got out of bed and did it. Exactly. All right, so Avery White is your opponent. You guys are going to be fighting March 23rd at Fight Night Fury alongside some awesome grappling going on as well. Do you have any words for this guy? Do you have anything to say to him as far as, uh, you know, the fight that's coming up? Do you have, do you want to talk some smack or do you <laughs> want to be humble? Do what, do you. I mean, I, I don't even know what, what smack I could talk. I don't know the guy. Yeah. Um, but I, ho- I hope he brings his best. I'm going to bring my best and, awesome. and we'll throw down. You know, I think it's going to be a great time. I love fighting. Hell yeah, I just man. I always got a smile on my face. That's right. That's right. Um, so you do I, you I do. think it'll be fun, yeah. Cool. Well, we're excited to watch you as well. We're all going to be there. We're actually going to be doing a live broadcast that night. So we're and I, I'm excited for that jiu-jitsu tournament, too. Oh, me that too. That three-on-three. Oh, I know, dude. That's super exciting. Man. I, like, I, I hope I can watch it because, I mean, I don't know if when I'm going to be gonna... in the back warming up or yeah. if I'm just going to be wanting to lay down and you know, conserve my energy. But it Well, it'll exciting. be live, man. So you'll be able to go back and watch it at the very least. You know, yeah, look at some of the footage and, and check it out. I think it's amazing what they're doing with the grappling. Yeah, I'm like, excited. That's not been done. That. It's been done, but it's so, like... 
rare. You know, you don't see that a lot. You don't it, see and team isn't, isn't that style of team grappling fairly recent? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, was gonna say, I hadn't heard, really heard about it until very new. maybe seven, eight months ago. Yeah, when I when I heard my, my coach, Tristan, bring it up, I was, like, super excited. I even wanted to get on the card, but it was, like, man, it was, like, instant, and people were signing up already. They already had teams, like, put together before I could even think about the team I wanted to get together. So it was really exciting to see that, like, hype behind it. People were, like, Because it doesn't even to have go. to be three guys from the same gym, right? No. It could just be you and two buddies. And that's the, the, the cool part, too, is it's, like, the rank doesn't matter. You can get blue belts matched with purple belts and black belts which, all which together. Which is probably a bad idea. Probably. <laughs> maybe maybe white belts. Because, like, some blue belts, I feel like, they're high level. It's yeah. just you got to prestige. Well, especially if they've got a wrestling background like yeah, yourself. Exactly. You can put in your time and get rank up. But some of these blue belts perform like brown belts. You know, like, I've seen it. There's a lot of good blue belt i feel like is the one belt that you have to be real careful with because you can get some high level guys at that belt not even realizing it. like mike demakes for example yeah he was a blue belt right, forever yeah. and he's he should be a freaking black belt at his skill level you know he's grappled right, for yeah. so many years and wrestled and all that stuff but yeah that's going to be a lot of fun as well but thank you for coming out Danny. Yeah, i appreciate you talking about you and your opponent uh he's going to be fighting avery white March 23rd at Fight Night Fury. Tune in. We're going to have a live broadcast of this event. We're going to get to see Danny, you know, act this all out and, and actually put everything he's been training for on the line and, and showcase his skills. So we're super excited to see you out there and, and keep making, throwing some kicks, throwing some punches, and maybe we can see a knockout knees. or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> knees, some elbows, no elbows. No right? elbows, no elbows, Man, unfortunately. Okay. We'll have to we'll have to settle for some knees then. Yeah. Though so we're super stoked. Can't wait to see you fight, man. I'm gonna be there. I can't wait to watch you. You're my good friend. I can't wait to root you on and whatnot. And hopefully we can get some of your opponents on this podcast and kind of get the dialogue going and get some smack talk going. <laughs> Even though it's new, it's amateur, it's fresh. There's still you know there's still so much hype behind this. You know there's two individuals going in the ring and fighting each other. So yeah, I mean it's always going to war when, it, when it's Ab- that situation. Absolutely, 100. percent Well, thank you so much, Danny Darling, for coming out absolutely. here. Thank you so much for giving your time and and we look forward to ha- seeing. You fight March 23rd. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Darling. Yeah, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for listening, guys. This is the first round stoppage podcast brought to you by Daily Strike Media. We're really excited to get this going, and thank you so much for watching. Well, until next time, sayonara. <laughs>